This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. All right, before we go any further, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. We've been telling you guys about Boomer Jacks for several months now, and so many of you guys have let us know on social media how much you've been enjoying it, uh, hanging out there, watching games, and uh, getting drink specials. And on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, how you guys have been going for the great wing deals. On Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. There are great deals for you the rest of the week as well, though. It's not just about the wings. They also have the coldest beer anywhere around. Drink specials beginning at $3, $15 buckets of beer. It's just a wonderful atmosphere for whatever you're looking for. Somewhere to go watch the games, go check out Boomer Jacks. You're looking for dinner with family, Boomer Jacks is the spot. Uh, you know, if you're just looking for somewhere to have happy hour with friends, catch up with coworkers, whatever, Boomer Jacks has you covered. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, it is now time for our favorite segment of the day is our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. Uh, Let's go with the first question here from Mario. Let's play a game broadest style, he says. Which would you rather have, an established free agent interior offensive lineman and a rookie wide receiver in the top two rounds or a rookie interior offensive lineman and giving a second for DeAndre Hopkins? Give me the rookie guard and give me the established wide receiver. Why is that? I feel like though, to me, like this team, I, I've I've got to I. We saw last year what happened with Jalen Tolbert. I'm not saying that every player that comes through the Cowboys now. I for Dak's sake, for Mike McCarthy's sake, I don't have time to be working with a rookie receiver that might not play, and and. And like I say, if you fall behind or it's not working out, there's a lot of these receivers that have been plug and play. The Cowboys have done a great job, though, with the plug and play offensive lineman. They 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 have. I mean, so I'll take the I'll take the plug and play lineman and that mm-hmm. wide receiver that I know is going to help Dak right off the jump, help Mike with his play calling right off the jump, instead of having to maybe wait. Yeah, it's I'm 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 living for right now. When it, you know, but this wide receiver group, I have less confidence in them as plug and play guys as I do the offensive lineman. Next question here from Tyler Browning. He wants to get our thoughts on Nick Hampton, edge rusher, Appalachian State. I don't know. Have you watched him yet, Brian? I have not seen him yet. I'm I have, sorry. I've not seen him yet. I know you've seen the other one, though, uh, and and I have two, and so we can talk about him here. USC edge rusher, Tuli Tuli Pelotu. Yeah, what a I I'll tell you what, I really do like that kid a lot. And with Dewey, mm-hmm. and the thing that the thing that's uh the thing that's really good about him is he's so relentless. And like I mean, he's got some really impressive skills for a man his side. You can put pressure on the quarterback right away. He can get the corner, he's gonna finish, he's a powerful guy, he does a great job of breaking down the blocker, his Power and quickness can be hard to deal with. He gets off the ball that first step. He had the power to knock the blocker's hands away and then start moving towards the quarterback. 
he covers a lot of ground as a pass rusher. And so you can see him. He tracks the ball, good run defender. I think there's just so many. I think you can play him in a couple of different spots. Yeah. And he'll be just fine. But he's so physically impressive. I I I really I don't think there's anything that this guy can't that can't do. I really, really don't. Yeah, I think the thing that really jumps off the tape when you watch Tui Pelotu is just the power, like the pop in the hands and and the strength that he comes with. And he's to me, I like I look at him as one of the more advanced like technique guys for me in, in this class at the edge. And you're right, he can play pretty much across any front. I think he's completely scheme versatile. Anybody who, who you know, anybody, any scheme that needs a defensive lineman, I think could find a use for Tui Pelotu. Yeah. Um, and so th- those are some things that stand up for me. He's not super bendy. He, he's a little, you know, tight in the hips, yeah. um, but incredibly productive, um, a, a, a really solid across the board defender, I think, in terms of rushing the passer, uh, defending the run. And then I had this note the other day on him when I was doing some research, Brian. Since 2016, these are the power five players with at least 10 sacks, 20 tackles for loss, and three passes defended. Harold Landry, Josh Allen, Chase Young, Alex Highsmith, Will Anderson, and Tuli Tui Pelotu. I like it. Production. I like it. That's, that's, some, that's some serious production right that there. Is, that is some production. He did not test uh, because of uh, – I, I think he was dealing with an injury. He'll test at USC. But did you happen to see what he measured in at? It may have gone under your, your, your radar because of the fact that he didn't test. What did, What was the measurements? So he was – I had him I had him at 6'4", 290. Did I mess that up? No, 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 no. He played it – I think he played at 285. But he was 285, 290. Yeah. Uh, he came in at 6'3", uh-huh. two and a quarter on the arm. Brian, he came in weighing 266. Oh, geez. He lost 20 to 25 pounds. Now, now this was a this was a training decision. Uh, this yeah. was not something that this was a, this was a, a decision that he decided to make. I, I I'm guessing it's for uh, athleticism to to be quicker. Yeah, be, he he but. probably he probably went to situation. What was his injury that he had? That what was he doing? I'm trying to remember what he was doing. I didn't have it in my oh, notes. Yeah, but but anyway, uh, if he dropped that much weight. Somebody probably told him that he's going to play linebacker in this league is probably what it was. Either that or he, he didn't want it 6'4", 290. He didn't want to come in as being like a five-technique defensive end in a 3-4. Yeah. So he's probably trying to be an edge or they're moving him as a 3-4 outside linebacker that's really like playing an edge. And our last question here uh, from Hampton uh, is there any update on where the Cowboys are at with re-signing Donovan Wilson? Um, so I still don't have a good feeling about Donovan Wilson. Back. Not not for lack of desire. I think I think everybody on the coaching staff wants him back. I think he wants to be back in Dallas. I think Brian. I don't know about you. He is he is their tone setter on defense. Like he he's the one who who I think really sets the tone with physicality with with you know his the edge that he plays with he's he loves hitting people i think it's contagious for everybody else on the defense to me your your core leadership guys in terms of the way they get everybody else going on defense it's jay ron curse it's micah parsons trayvon diggs and then it's it's donovan wilson 
Um, and and I think that if the Cowboys want to play around with this one a little bit and, and get a little cute with the market, they're going to lose him um, because I think there is going to be a market outside of Dallas for him potentially. Um, I wouldn't. I'm not ruling anything out. I'm not saying he's not coming back. Uh, but I think the Cowboys are going to have to step up in a way financially that they haven't shown they're willing to with safeties in the recent history. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Bobby. We have the tampering period there for what a couple of days. I think yep. we're going to we'll learn a lot. Uh, I think there's a good possibility that this guy is going to be gone uh, the first in the first four days of free agency. I don't think he's going to. I don't think you're going to get him to the second or third week, which is generally the area that Dallas likes to play in. This guy is uh, highly respected. He's tough. He plays a little reckless, but man, he is a really, really good tough player. Now, I'll say this: the draft has a pocket of those safeties between rounds four, or excuse me, rounds two and five. Probably ten guys right there that. Uh, very well could could be fill-in guys if you have to. Maybe somebody says, I would rather draft one of those guys than pay Wilson. But I'll tell you what, man, that is a hell of a football player, and I think the first four or five days of free agency is going to tell the story on him. It's going to be something interesting for us to watch. We're just about a week – we're under a week away from uh, the beginning of free agency. Uh, we will have all those updates for you guys. Hopefully have an update on on where things stand with Odell Beckham Jr., and we'll continue to uh, bring more of our draft coverage to you as we are uh, just, uh, just a 49 days, 49 yeah, days. Yeah, we're, we're, about, we're about six weeks out uh, from the NFL draft and, and figuring out which direction the Cowboys go. Uh, for Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belts. We will talk to you guys again next time.